When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within. Through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry for the thing I made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'll bring. 
John Bosco, Heart of Worship, the National Ministry Africa. We appreciate the living God once again for this wonderful and wonderful evening. Again, it's another time that we've met. Uh, indeed, it is understandable, as the singer will say, that you look into my heart, and that is Michael W. Smith. I'm coming back into the heart of worship, with the heart of worship. And it's all about the King of Kings. It's all about God. It's all about the Father. In other words, without God, nothing. I'm telling you, nothing that we can do. Nothing that we can perform. It's always God. Without God, there's no way how we can make it. So I take it as a very, very big and big opportunity, uh, the living Father, to observe Him as the overlord, the owner of the universe the creator of heaven and earth this evening i'm joined up with my um, <laughs> my teacher and that is teacher Merab. yes teacher Merab, how are you today would you please greet us uh, okay yes can you tell us about your week mm? i know you told us that's the, i know you told us from the sound about your week so <laughs> Could you please tell us about your week, this new week that is starting from today? Anyway, how has been your day? That's what I try to mean and so on. Praise God. Praise Him. Good evening. How are you? You're very fine. Um, my, my new week has been cool. Yeah, and I'm fine. That's great. Uh, that is our teacher, Mirab. She always uh, teaches on Tuesday, and that is her program here. She always comes with the word of God, with the different topics, and uh, by the grace of God, God has been using her in power, in strength, by the grace of God. We thank God for his mercies, and right now I would like to take this opportunity to request... Um, Maria Goretti, I would like to request even Tizito call if you can please. You can just tap on those calls, ash to call in or ash to ash three call in. You can tap on any on those calls and then you'll be connected. So when I allow, you have to tap again uh, where it requests you to join. So you you do it like twice. Yeah, you have to uh, again accept so that it can connect well yeah heads and gentlemen such a wonderful evening by the grace of god if it wasn't god we wouldn't be here. Uh, i'm going to request uh our mr paul answer my request i've already sent the request you answer it you check there the message has already reached so it will show me here that you've come live i want to thank uh maria goretti thank you so much merab uh our pastor joseph post thank you so much for joining us right now new life of saints church and i know this is uh pastor john please thank you so much for loving us feel free to call in we shall you will be picked up and uh, we share together tonight we are going to be sharing together and i believe by the grace of god we shall end up when all of us we have indeed um benefited uh with today we have a special guest and this special guest i ever once taught 
I think it was uh, a Wednesday. No, it was a Friday. That's when he taught, but it was a Friday of the other week, but one. So we are so much blessed that he's going to talk to us again. But before he come in, we're going to have a jazz, and uh, he's still finishing up something because he's still a Bible college student. But God has enabled him to have what you call a sound doctrine that he can teach us. Today we are continuing to understand the responsibilities of uh, a minister. Last time we learned that who is a minister. And we got to know uh, where is the word minister coming from. And another thing we are asking ourselves, is it true that women can be pastors? Because some people were asking a lot of questions. Is it true that uh, women can become pastors? We see in the Bible, women played different roles, but the Bible does not give a clear uh, description that really they're supposed to be called the pastors. That's why even they are telling you to avoid it, to you call them pastors, but you call them ministers. All of us, we are ministers, because past, a word pastor, it is specifically for a concentrated person, a consecrated, not consecrated, but a consecrated person. Yeah, consecrated means someone who is separated for that. And the pastor uh, plays on almost all the laws of the rest of the people. So let's think about that. Ladies, yes, they have to participate in ministry, but being a head of the church, they don't uh, being seen as having that privilege. That privilege is given to men why i explained very well and even the teachers were explaining very well because we want to understand the word more and more so that we can avoid having uh, what we call um, uh, misinterpretation and we should not get wrong to anyone here we should not get wrong about ourselves but we just need to understand what is the truth and the reality of what the bible says this is evidenced and most people were giving an example that um, when you look at marriage, marriage represents the church, how it's supposed to be. A man represents as Christ Jesus as the head of the church, and a woman is the church. So you cannot interchange, because even it is given a reflection and a description of order from marriage. That's why church begins from home. Church starts at home. Marriage describes what exactly the Lord Christ Jesus wants the church to be. So that's why you see that a man is a head in a family, a woman, and then the rest of people, the children. But does not mean that the woman is inferior. No. The woman is in a position because her laws is more of administrative. That's why even if you go to even if you go to most of churches, women are more and more and more playing what you call administrative laws and when they are in those administrative laws indeed they do a great work and you see that everything is moving so but when it comes to a leadership what you call a position of a pastor that privilege is for men why a man is a head of the family but doesn't mean that he has to step on a woman no a woman is not inferior a man is not superior. All of us, we are the same before the living God. When it comes to church setting, that's when it comes to have what you call the responsibilities or the laws. We are not talking about hierarchy here. And we are not talking about who is the bigger. No. Here we are talking about, in a sense, of laws played by each and every gender. 
so the gender the female gender and the male gender they have different laws but all of them are guided by the same spirit and that is the holy spirit so we understood really who a, a minister is and then we come to understand that even women they can go they can share gospel they can preach street gospel they can go for evangelism they can participate in so many laws but when it comes to church setting she cannot be ahead as the pastor because it will be a vice versa of what the reflection of the church is why am i saying that the church setting when we go to other laws outside there women can be even leaders they can even be presidents they can even be ministers in the government and we saw different kind of ministries we talked about the worldly ministries whereby we we, we mentioned a uh, ministry of gender we may we mentioned the ministry of education we mentioned about ministry of uh, finance uh, ministry of uh, and there are so many ministries and those ministries of course they are led by ministers and these are ministers they are the leaders that are taking over ladies or girls or women they can do all that but the only difference is that when it comes to church setting it is different so women play other laws as men becomes the leaders someone may say we see pastors who are leaders yes it is true pastors are leaders women who are pastors they are leaders in churches right now that one has happened due sometimes to uh, when men are asleep men have not taken care men have not taken the responsibility responsibility of being pastors to shepherd people god's people so with that that's why you find women that are doing that role but again women are advised if you discover that and you get to understand that please uh, you groom a man in your church then after some time you see that that man is capable of leading that church as a pastor then you give you hand over the law as a pastor but you can stay you in your position as an over as an overseer or someone who's seeing how things are moving in the church this is all done when you have become humble and uh, recognizing what really christ did anyway when it comes to the church setting mirabu if i continue uh, giving more reflection about what we learned do you have any question about all that because i know you a girl <laughs> anyone else you can even anyone else you can even ask a question so that we can get to understand so that by the time we come to know the responsibilities of ministers in church when everyone knows very well what exactly this means so is there anyone with a question about that you unmute your microphone then you ask a question if someone have just joined us right now we are uh, discussing about the responsibilities of a man but uh, of a minister but before we go to that discussion of responsibilities of a minister we have seen different reflections we have we have we've been reflecting of what we learned for some uh, days back uh, yeah so if you if at all you have any question you can ask yes Merab, do you have any question that you can ask about that because you've had me talking about women <laughs> you don't be there and be stranded please feel free i'm still confused you're still confused yes ask me I'm confused about that. 
you're confused about that. Now, I think let mm -hmm. me just give a glimpse of it, uh, an ex a simple explanation about that. Now, ministry or what we call church, there's what we call church setting. Now, everyone is having what we call the way how the church is supposed to be run. Catholics have their setting. Pentecostals have their setting. When we come, we go, when, when we go to uh, when we go to Orthodox, they have their setting according to according to the way how they understand things when it comes to biblical content. But now here we are talking about Christ's setting of the church, what Christ said, and depending on what Paul was relating or talking about in his scriptures. He's giving instructions to Timothy, Tito, and even he repeated these instructions when he was talking to the people in Corinthians. Paul's image or the picture, the reflection that he's trying to bring about the women, he makes this statement. A woman should not teach. So making that statement doesn't mean that women cannot take over the responsibility of teaching. But he was saying that when he was relating to the church setting. I've given you an example that Christ from the beginning, he gives an, he gives an example. The family is an example or marriage is an example of what Christ wants the church to be. That in marriage, a man is the head. A woman submissive to a man. A man, his work is to love the woman. And then the children, they are playing even their role. But when you see these two ideas, or when you see these two people, these two genders, a female and a male, a female is submissive to a male. Why? It means that a church of Christ, because a woman in marriage represents the church of Christ, that the church is submissive to Christ, and a man in marriage is represented as Christ. A man is a representation of Christ. So, since Christ Jesus loved the church, that is the same way that Jesus is giving up Paul and Paul giving instructions that a man you should love your wives. And a woman, you should be submissive to your husbands. Now, submissiveness always comes by obedience and love. Because you cannot submit to what you don't love. And how can you love something when that something has loved you? Now I'm talking about what you call it must love, which is practiced in marriage. So that's how it happens. So the law that are being played in marriage, it doesn't mean that a woman is inferior to a man. And doesn't mean that a man is superior to a woman. Remember, man and the woman before God, all of us, we are the same. But when it comes to church setting, marriage setting, those examples that are being given to you to represent or to give you a picture of what the church is supposed to be. As a church, we have to be submissive to Christ Jesus because Christ Jesus loved us. And the Bible says that he first loved us before us even responding with our love to him. So it was Jesus' love that right now we are submissive to him. The work that he did at the cross, the suffering and the struggles that he passed through for the sake of our lives. And that's why now we are submissive. That's why all the gospel that 
being preached in the Bible, all the scriptures are calling upon human beings to be submissive to God, to be obedient to God. Because submissiveness results into obedience, and obedience results into eternity. Because you cannot obey to what you don't love, you can't obey to what you don't like, and you can't obey to what you don't respect. So since we respect Christ Jesus, we get submissive to him. And another thing, we respect him because he loved us. We are obeying and are loving him because he loved us first. And that is in the scriptures. So when it comes to church setting, you cannot now interchange and you say now the woman is the head of the, of the church. No, it is not there. That's why when you are talking about women's roles in church, you have to avoid a woman to be called a pastor. Because the, rest, the role of a pastor, a responsibility, an overseer, a bishop, a bishop, uh, a pastor, those laws, they are the same in meaning when it comes to their functions. They are the same. But, does, but on the woman, it's somehow awkward or different. It is not proper to use it when it is a woman. Because it's like a saying, now it is a church which is the head. So it is a reflection. Now, as I'm concluding about that, that you say that it is confusing you, that in a church setting we have what we call a hierarchy. But this hierarchy is not that the one who is above is supposed to trample or to, to tame or to, um, to make the, the one who is submissive inferior. So, as a man is the head of the family or the marriage, in the, in the marriage, that is the same that Christ Jesus is the head of the church. A woman is submissive to a man in marriage, which represents that a, a church is submissive to Christ as the head. That's how it is. So, women, they have so many responsibilities. They can even hold open-air evangelism. They can even preach on the crusades. They can even preach on the streets. They can do. That's why they are more in administrative work. They are more in administrative work. When it comes to administrative work, you see them themselves. Things are just moving and flowing. Things are just moving and flowing because of that administrative work. They are already known in that. So, with that, that's when, when it comes to church setting, a man is supposed to be a pastor but not a woman. It's going to interchange the meaning of what Christ Jesus meant. That's why Paul says a, a woman should not teach. When he was relating the church setting, but if it is not a church setting like here now we are on radio, as I, and even I gave you the examples and I told you, we have so many women in these different ministries. The woman even can be a president. A woman even can be a minister. A woman even can be anything when it comes to other laws or responsibilities. And when we go to a marriage, a woman, you see that administratively, she's so active at home, but always she's going to be submissive to a man. And the man, his work is to love her as Christ Jesus loved the church. So Jesus loved us. That's why we are submissive. So that is the flow. So when it comes to women, women are having so many laws apart from being a pastor. So that's why we are dodging it to call a woman a pastor.
so that is the kind of a thing but quote me well i'm not saying that women cannot or they are inferior or whatever no but according to the church setting that happens to the church setting and then someone who can ask a question but women today are pastors yes they are being called pastors and they are there ministering they are playing the the laws of men which is which is not good to men so many have to wake up and they take up their laws because everyone in the kingdom of god when it comes to church setting every person every gender is having what you call your own responsibility and laws that what makes us together you love you being loved you you submit you obey, you obey what whom you submit to once and that is the same that we are doing as the church are you still confused i have understood it now <laughs> i thought you were still confused anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you so much thank you so much uh please um our visitors i'm so happy to receive you tonight may god bless you so much thank you for uh, investing in your time and saying that you have to be on and following um let me ask mr <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I bring what I bring uh, sensitive topics and I fear just the reason being uh, sometimes you need to take time and explain to someone to understand the root of everything a person to understand what exactly is being meant what I mean in whatever that I'm saying but I'm not here to convince you but I'm here to show you what the bible say so when it comes to scriptures i will continue to give you more of the scriptures and you read yourselves so that we can discuss on different matters there are matters that always bring what you call separation in a church it's just because people have failed to understand what the reality is when it comes to some of the topics and some of the things but by the grace of god we can learn slowly by slowly and we come up with what you call uh, the instant and the right and the truth of Christ Jesus that we can walk together. Guys, I've just given a reflection of what we learned. Let us go to the topic. Uh, today, I'm not going to preach alone. All of us, we are going to discuss. We are going to give our, we are going to give our, our, our opinions because we need to benefit each other. And I know, guys, you can do it. So, <laughs> Maria Goretti, Bamukamori, we know who are live. We are now going to discuss by the grace of God. Yes, let me request Pastor jo, uh, jo, uh, Pastor John. Uh, Pastor John, we are on responsibilities of ministers, and I know you're a minister. Based on experience and the time that you've spent in ministry, but then you're going to have to have a responsibility to responsibility to have a responsibility omuweleza etulikubano katiba akaloko kaneka etulikumuntu aloko se asomese dwe chigambo obulusi tafunye mukisa gusomese kwa chigambo naye katike twagalo okumanya obuvunanyizibwa bwe bwe bwandibadde butyango omuweleza mukanisa 
Huli yao na ukwetu ulesio na Yesi mkuru jion kwa nizizanyi Mkuli da mkama wangu Halo Mkuli da tati Halo Abegi yopa doni yetu wanamuzi bade vudeko Eee mbade ngambati Ukusinzi da kubula mkwetu Na kwa lito tulimu kugira kuchitiwa Mbubuna nyiziwa Mbubuna what could be the responsibility of that person? Yes, Mr. John. So, Nianzo Maxagum Peredua, Okuberanga, and you get up with the other Zaba Christo. So, Kumulama, which was a chimbuzi dua. So, Mr. John, uh, uh, Mr. Joel, don't worry when he is using uh, Luganda. Yeah, Luganda. <laughs> so, he's finishing up. No. <laughs> You learn it solely by solely, because <laughs> yeah, it, since it is a dialogue, uh, yeah, you forgive us. Mm. Let him use that language, because <laughs> as you prepare to come in, yes, Mr. John, you can go. Yeah. So, uh, Bible Shoka etugambanti, chinoche chitofu, etikizwa mumaso gomolo kuzikatunda fe. Kumanga ya gala pantu wanabonyo kulokoka mm. Kutuki ya dadala Mdadala mkutegira amazima mm. So simanyi wa chidimu Chidimu 1st Peter Chapter Njabidimu ko chidi Ya chidimu Chidimu 1st Peter 3.9 Yeah 1st Peter 3.9 mm. Thank you so much 1st Peter 3.9 Verse 9 it says that First Peter chapter 3 verse 9 It is second I think But 39 But 39 yeah Okay let me look for it here So second Peter chapter 3 Let's see verse 9 It says it's not the one. So, Nayenga, Singat, what is about Doxomao? Let us take guarantee. If first Peter doesn't say it, then read first Timothy 2 4. Wow. Yeah, even me, I was expecting it to be in Timothy. That is it. That is Timothy. So, it says that. 2 4. Okay. Yes, First Timothy two four. Mm. Okay, but then about some media uko. Ah, can't posting, no chip posting. Ah, umugundi mshitabi. Chicho. It says that uh, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hmm. Nebo uko mau inti inti our Lord. The Savior and the Chino Chino Chasingo Kwagala. 
nti nti kino sebya fe kyasingo kwagala e yatuyita kyekino nti we the Uganda Bible says etikizo amasomolo kasi Uganda fenti ayagala abantu bonna okulokoka kitisoke 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 ntuyeba mala okulokoka batukida dane mukutegera amazima so abamu abamu kasaba mala okulokoka bakomao nyagamba anti ambone again uh, i confess jesus never come out and, and, they, and they, they don't they don't go on to to know the truth soka kati kitegeza nti omwere zono omwere zono mukama katonda amulonda asobola okumanyisa abantu bana abalokosa amazima hallelujah so nti yecha singo kwagala mukama wafe Jasingo kwa galanti abantu bano balokoke niye bana amale kulokoka bategere amazima bategere chibaita the, the truth first of all our lord jesus christ i i expressing anga i am the way the truth and the life ate ate jesus christ tulabanti ate yomu yigwe god go twitter he, he is the word so chitegeza anti gana amazima geba geba gendo kumanya amazima gano bagaita kristo bagamanya batya okuyita mu kigambo obantegereka bulungi yes sir so kati amazima gano nti feba ministers katonda cha songa chinsonga lwachi ya yatutekawo nti tukolo mulimu guno kumanyi saba ntube amazima baba tukwasiza amazima amazima ye ye kristo kubanga gamba i am the truth amazima gano ye ye kristo ate kristo munyigo baita kigambo kitegeza whenever we give them the word tubera ngatubawa tubanga tubawa ngatubawa kristo mutubawa kristo tuba tuba tumukubawa amazima ye soka kati cheche cheche soka dadala soka ti ensonga yokubiri elimu elimu kubambaza echambalu so wali west wali story wali story je twaje tusomako uh, oba kristo uh, yali ageza ko okugera ku chebaita the kingdom of god mm. ni agamba anti wali omusajja yateka teka pate omo musajja yateka teka pate na yenga aina abantu yali ayise na invitees abantu abenja ulu Antabenja ulabo ni watu yuka kuna kuba pate ngate bazze yali kabaka by the way mm. yali kabaka oba oba story yo simanyi bulungi weli ah na yeso so kunya baka onye tuchegera weli so abantu bano bwe baga babaga no kujja abali abali bayitidwa then nagamba badu benti mugende mu masanganzira mujite abantu bonabona be musanze Bebabera bajja babera bajja kuchi babera bajja kukwenu embaga then ne ne babayita bonna bonna ne bajja naye bagamba anti bwamalo kutuka esawe tuka eyo kwa eyo mugole ngaze okugera ke eri abantu kinalengira yo muntu mwabo abantu ngatayamba de chambalu inabo muntu ngatayamba de ngatayamba de chambalu 
soka kati omuntu ono yali atamba de chambalu nagamba wayingidde otya wanu nga toyina chambalu yamalizanga agamga agambye nga mukasinze bamkanyugiye bweru so eyo sole jaletegeza anti obuloko zibuno bwali bwali bwaba isiraeli bibayita aba bwali bwali bwaba yudaya mukusoka ni aba yudaya ne bagalo kujeliyo bulokozi then chance netu webwa anti mugende masanganzira oba mugende mu go everywhere obulokozi ne bujira abantu ono boli masanganzira oboli mukubo oboli mubalo oboli wa ngo nga ne bagamba just come as you are yano bagamba anti anti go 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 to the pathways go to the junctions go everywhere and invite people to come to this function so kakati nti abantu bano ne babisiru babera bazinti ababulizi benjiri bano ba evangelists be bakolo mulimu ogwe balinga abaddu abaggu they go everywhere okuita abantu nebo bwe bamalo okujja ngabazze ngabazze mu kibaita church babera bazze okutekebwa tekebwa okwambazi bwengo yezisana kubanga bagenda okubaleeta abamunga bambadde bubi abamunga batamivu abalanga benzi so katinga omulimu gwa feba ministers kwe ku preparinga abantu banu babelenga bagwanide okubera kuguno omukolo kwatu chimanyi nti ensene egenda kuzingibwa akunga omukeka so nujeza megenda kujja so abantu bagenda ogenda mu bakaka katonda bano kubanga bayina chibaita echambalo ekiyamubuza nti ozotya echibalo jo tuchita righteousness so muntu kuberanga ali writing ali ali perfect nga agwanidi okutula mu bakaka bakatonda so kati nga fa ministers we muri mwogo watu webogo kulabanga tubateka teka ne tubambaze ebyambalo ne tubakuba makeup yenena ne tubatereza ntuna kuruduliru gende okutuka abantu wanonga basanide mm. eh sey yensonga jenene yokubiri minister chabatekedwa okukola so kati walu watu gambira nti waliwo ebirabo tukunonye chawandikibwe echo nti waliwo ebirabo abamu yabawo kubera abasumba abala yabawo kubera abatume abala yabawo kubera banabbi na yenga bonna bonna nza ntonde tunonye kutawandikiwe tete nakikira nakiposting akaka banga kayiseke mabega kawo i posted it uh, sometime back in my article uh, my article when you check mm. in the previous articles i had posted that scripture that he gave some to be apostles others to be Mm. Uh, so it, it, it is in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four, mm. Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm. So many woko, I'm going to marry this as I'm concluding. Ephesians four. Mm. My Bible here, <laughs> very fast. Mm. Yeah, Ephesians is four, eleven. Eh? Yes. Mm. Okay. there mm. it says that and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists yes. mm. and some pastors mm. and teachers 
for the equipping mm. of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body mm. of Christ. So, abantu bano ya biumdoza ya mkwa tuugela kwa wanwa ministers, oba, 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 so ukwebuza ba ministers muri mune ba ashazi muri mu bashazi bo bagwawa abayindi bagwawa ndenza kuntangaza muko ndanti katinda ba ibirabo bidi bidi bitano they are five now ministry ministry minister like being a minister in other words you are working from the ministry and mm. everyone who can be a minister but okay. now these uh, that he gave he gave some to be apostles prophets evangelists and pastors and teachers these are gifts and these gifts mm. are specifically provided and they are more in, mm. in a in a lot of leadership they are more mm. in a lot of leadership of being so they are given mm. different um they are given they are given the, 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 the different ransoms depending on how God provides because it's the same spirit uses them but they are what we call okay. the core foundations that as the bigger as the as the head where the church has to mm. serve as an example so it is in that kind of format okay so for equipping of the saints for the work of ministry now, number one and number two for the edifying of the body of Christ. So katibinebi to be vidi nga minister o obolichi oboli obo minister lingawa obo oboli mutume oboli praise and worship leader oboli yani tuina tuine milimwebidi is target bezokutukiriza responsibilities one for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, number two for edifying the body of Christ. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor John. That is great. Yes, more of clarification. Everyone can be a minister. Everyone can be a minister. You can be a minister in any way. That's why I was giving you uh, from the first study that we took, all that we held, all we had, we learned that we have so many ministries. Even uh, like in Uganda, when you look at Uganda, there are so many ministries, and I mentioned some of uh, Ministry of Gender, Ministry of Finance, Ministry of uh, Sports and Education, Ministry of so on. So there are so many ministries in this country. When it comes to church setting, what we call, what, what meant to be that uh, we are ministers, it's because we are under the ministry of our Christ Jesus. And that is a church setting. So whichever role that you're playing in a church, it terms it you to be a minister. Because that role, it is the one that describes your capacity and capability of what you are contributing on the kingdom of God, standing in what you're doing. So what you're doing, it is if it is not occupied and if it is not inactive, it means it is going to be dormant. But when you stand and you do your right, your right, uh, your right responsibility in the ministry, you are termed to be a minister and you are building on the kingdom of God and a lot of things. 
are being done in a ministry. Just think of like one day, if in ministry everyone is playing his role, everyone is fulfilling his responsibility, how will that church grow? How will that church um, um, be strong? It will grow faster. Everything will be running smoothly because everyone will be knowing what to do. Everyone will be in a position. But you find someone is in ushering, but he's not feeling well to do ushering. He wants to be a pastor. When he sees when the prophets are, are ministering, he feels that he wants to be a prophet. Yet God called you to be a counselor, to help his people, and you counsel them. There are so many people in the world. They need counseling. You just need to discover your law and you stick on it. You love it. You fall in love with it. So I don't want to go so much deep uh, because there is one who is responsible to explain all that. But before we go to that person, I would like to give Merab uh, an opportunity. Please may you um, give us your, your view about the responsibilities of a minister. Yes, Merab. Praise God. Praise Um, to add on, on on what has been said, when we read Numbers twenty five six thirty Numbers twenty five Numbers twenty five Yes. Mm. Verse 6 to 13. Okay. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Elon, the priest, saw it. He rose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the men of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her body. So the pledge was stopped among the children of Israel. And those who died in the pledge were 24,000. <coughs> then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Elon the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he, has zealous, he, has, he was zealous with my zeal among them so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Verse 12. Therefore say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. Verse 13. And it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. You said up to 16? Up to 13. Oh, yeah, that is 13. Okay, thank you. Okay, this scripture might help us to be effective ministers according to the roles that have been said by the previous speaker. So here, as ministers, we should stand for good 
in the midst of immorality and other, other what can I say? Other, <coughs> other, yes? Responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Okay. By others. And we must maintain high moral standards for others to emulate. So as ministers, we have seen that some are called to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the apostle lives with the leaders, the prophet lives with God, an evangelist lives with the lost, <clears throat> the pastor lives with people, and the teacher lives with the word. So we should all we should be jealous eh? as God is about concerning God's issues. That's how I understand it. That's that's what I'm adding on. Thank you. Okay, that is so great. Thank you so much, uh, Mrs. Merab, our teacher of the Bible <laughs> every Tuesday. That is so good. It is interesting. Uh, these discussions, you can see that everyone, if you bring your opinion, you see how things are moving and how things are working out. Indeed, most of times, it's not easy. Some people fear to come out to say something, but you have what to say and you can benefit others. These radios and this internet, whatever, media stuffs, all of these things, God has granted them to us as an opportunity to share the gospel, to learn, to nurture and to groom each other in different aspects. Therefore, don't just misuse the, uh, the opportunity, because even if you go to Impact Radio right now, we are going to ask you to... Uh, I remember my pastor was asked for 200,000 shillings every, every, every one hour that he goes. By the way, even it was not one hour. <coughs> he was using it 30 minutes. 30 minutes, just in one day, every Saturday. 30 minutes, and we pay 200,000. Imagine. Because their, their radio has to be there, it has to operate, and they pay money, they pay taxes, and so on. That's why it's a lot of mandatory requests, just to talk to people in just 30 minutes. So if you come here and it's a free of charge, please use it. And God has blessed us that it is paid for the entire year. We thank God for this opportunity that we've been having. Um, as I'm going to welcome Joel to come and speak to us, uh, let me just give you just a break for five seconds. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to Heart of worship and 
Because it's all about Christ. It's all about the living God. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to understand that ministers, we are demanded. And we have a big role to play in church. We have a big role to play in this world. People are in need of the gospel. People are in need of the encouraging word. Based on experience and based on the testimony that I've just received today evening, before even I started this podcast program, someone... I had posted my picture as I told you that your status can communicate a lot to a person. Now, for me, one of the Lord that I would like to give you people who are using internet, let your status speak much of Christ because there are so many people in need of encouragement. I've just posted my, my, my picture and most of you have seen it, but down in my commentary, I said, all is well in Jesus' name. I've received two people so far, just immediate, who have just said, they have just told me that this is what we wanted to hear for today. So they have been passing through difficult time, but just me seeing that statement with my picture when I'm showing a smile. Man, you cannot know how you're going to make an impact in someone's life. Your smile the comment you're going to use, but guess what? But if I put something else, doesn't make sense. Someone would have said, now you see, even the pastor who's leading us, you see what he's posting. But let your status uh, be a role that you play to attract people to the kingdom of God and even encourage those that are in difficult times. Mr. Joel, you're most welcome this evening. <laughs> We love you so much. How has been your day? I know this is a new week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Pastor, for this other opportunity. Mm. My day has been good. Mm. I thank God, though I had a heavy weekend, at least this day. It was off and I had some good time to rest. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Pastor. Last time when we were talking about, we were learning about ministers, we, we understood who is a minister. And we came to understand mm. where does it come from, someone to be a minister. And we looked at different um, things concerning ministers. But now we have a question. What should, what could be the responsibilities of ministers? Mm. Of ministers in church? And even in the world mm. at large, because we might not focus only in church, but even in the world at large. Yes, take your time mm. and give us what you can deliver. May God bless you so much as you deliver. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, to, I came with my personal definition of a minister in the first place. Uh, and it's from Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 21. Uh, which says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for, on, for honorable use, set apart as holy, 
useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So I say a minister is a vessel used by God to fulfill his agenda here on earth. So in the first place, before we get to know the responsibility of the minister, we know that a minister is that person who is used as a vessel by God for God to fulfill his agenda here on earth. And now that one will drive us to the question, what's the agenda of God? And the previous speaker actually hit on it. The agenda of God is to see all men be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth, which we found in First Timothy chapter 2, verses 4. And this is the topmost of the agenda of Christ, of God. He wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But after this, the agenda continues. It doesn't stop from there. So that's not the only role of a minister. In other words, all men coming to the knowledge of truth, coming to repentance and knowing Christ, that is the work of evangelism. So a minister is not called just to evangelize. That's not the end of it. He has more than that. And the next thing is teaching. We see this in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. We will realize when we read Matthew that God said, commissioned them, the disciples, and commissioned you and me today, he said that uh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them, this becomes the other responsibility now of a minister. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and hold them with you always to the end of the age. So, to me, I see the second responsibility, the second most responsibility of a minister is teaching the person whom you have evangelized to, the person has come to church. So it is a responsibility for me and you who has been in church to teach this brother of mine, to teach this sister of mine, to walk according to what the word of God says. And we see it in Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 2. Paul told Timothy, he spent time with Timothy, he equipped Timothy, and now he is telling Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 2, and he is saying, please, what you have heard from me, among many witnesses, please, these things, entrust them to faithful men, who are able to teach others also. In other words, that's why I said, it is a continuous task. Teaching doesn't stop. Pastor John Bosco will teach me, raise me, equip me, and after being equipped, it doesn't stop from here. I also get someone, teach him or her, equip that individual, and raise him or her in the faith. The person I have taught and reason does the same. 
Pastor John Bosco, after teaching Joel and raising him, he doesn't sit and say, aha, I have reached now. No, he picks someone else, teaches him or her, raises him or her, sends him or her to teach some other people. That's what Paul did. Paul evangelized, led people to Christ, more especially the Gentiles. After leading them to Christ, he didn't leave them just in, in a mess. He went on and taught them. That's why he wrote the biggest number of episodes in the New Testament. There are 21 episodes, but he wrote 13 of them. So he preached, yes, and he taught. So, so far, the first two roles of a minister is evangelizing. Yes, you have evangelized, but now go on and teach. But teaching, <laughs> it doesn't just come. The one other responsibility of a role of uh, a leader, of a minister, this one is now personal. You need to study God's word. You need to study God's word. Such so that after studying God's word, you are able now to teach others also. And the way you can study, you can either take time and study. You can study by sitting under someone who is somewhere as it regards to the knowledge of the word. By doing this, being on this podcast, and you know, there is a lot that you are learning. As you learn this, don't sit on it. Be able to entrust it now to other faithful men who will be able to teach others. So, Teaching, teaching, teaching. And it is a continuous process. It does not cease. Paul taught Timothy, Paul taught Titus, but here we see him asking Timothy, please Timothy, what you have heard from me, what you have seen me do, what I have taught you, these things, and trust faithful men. So it's a responsibility of every minister the previous speaker talked about the ushers, talked about the worship team members. They are all ministers, by the way. They are all ministers. And what they learn, either from the, from the worship team, because the worship team do have days to meet and share, either ushering group has some time to meet as ushering team and share, Teach others. You have something to teach someone. There is someone in the congregation who is desiring to become an usher, but is wondering how will I make it? So as an usher who is already there, who has learned something, it is your responsibility to go on and teach this usher who wants to come in ministry. There is someone trying to join worship team that is like, hey, how will I start? You who is already in worship team, you have a responsibility of teaching this individual who wants to join and he or she be able to join. So teaching, teaching, teaching. Uh, Pastor, actually, you will help and send that in the podcast here. Second Timothy, Timothy chapter 2, verses 2. Help put it forward. Uh, and we see that Teaching, we have seen and realized that it does not stop. It does not stop. 
So you, there is no way you reach and say, ah, I have got there. Not really. Not really. And when we see in Matthew chapter 7 verses 21, I'm requesting you, Pastor, I'm sorry to disturb you, but you'll also put it forth. It is telling us that they will come and say that, oh, we cast demons in your name. We prayed for the sick. We did all these great things. But guess what? <laughs> Christ will say, please, I never knew you. This is what it says. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of my Father who is in heaven, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Brethren, who are listening, it's not a matter of saying, Lord, Lord. It's not a matter of prophesying. It's not a matter of casting out demons. It's not a matter of, you know, doing many wonders. But the whole point is doing the will of the Father. And what is the will of the Father? To see all men saved and come to the knowledge of Him. And when they come to the knowledge of Him, it, it doesn't stop from there. We are supposed to teach them. So, these signs, prophesying, and all this stuff is not bad. But as a minister, you should not consider this as priority. These signs, actually, they, were, they are meant for unbelievers, to lead them to Christ. When some of the miracles happen, the unbelievers, they come to that place where they say, mm, truly, this is God who has done this. Because we see Nicodemus, he came to Jesus Christ and he was like, Master, I know no one can do these things unless he's from God. You see? Meaning, Nicodemus was in that place where he had already believed and said, this is God who is using this man to do all this stuff. Therefore, unbelievers, but now, after doing them, go on and share the gospel. Go on and tell the truth of the gospel. And after sharing the truth of the gospel, someone accepting the truth of the gospel, go on and teach them. When you are casting out demons, you are doing miracles, and you are like, I have reached, please. You might be shocked at the day, and <laughs> you hear, ah, please, I never knew you. <laughs> And it may be a shock. So, the will of the Lord is that all men be saved and become the knowledge of the Lord. So, let us not prioritize miracles. Let us not prioritize casting out of demons. By the way, a believer has no demons. If a believer has a demon, then it's a shock to me. Because the day you confess Christ, the Holy Spirit builds in you. And I don't think the Holy Spirit can share possession with the demon, with the evil spirit. They can't really, they can't meet. They are parallel. They don't really meet. So I don't think that a believer can have a demon. So there is no need of casting out demons and you are like, I'm really ministering. Not really. You will miss the point. There is something bigger than that. 
So, as the ministers of God, ask yourself as you are ministering, am I doing the will of the Father? <clears throat> Or I'm doing my own business. So the responsibility is to make disciples or evangelize. That's what we have seen in Matthew 28, 19 to verse 20. Making disciples or to evangelize. So that is the greatest of the greatest responsibility that we have. And after bringing them to Christ, let us not leave them in a mess. You know, whereby they're like, I can't eat food offered to idols. I can't, you know, I can't. Those are the issues Paul used to handle in 1 Corinthians, in Romans. He was handling them. Whereby they, are, they were saying,、oh, you have to be circumcised. And Paul was handling such issues. So when we evangelize, when we make disciples, the next responsibility is to go on and teach the people who have come to the church. And the minister is expected to do every good work. From 2 Timothy 2.21, because the Bible has told us that, you know, a vessel cleans the red day, put aside to be used by the master for every good work. So the question comes, what is that every good work?、Hmm? What is that every good work? And it is mentioned several times in Ephesians 2.10, we are seeing it there, good workmanship. 2 Timothy 3.17, Actually, I request Pastor to put up 2 Timothy 3.17. Put the two verses, 3.16 and 3.17. Hebrews 13.21, we also see there good works in the will of God. So, what are some of those good works? Some of the good works, they are teaching the word, not just teaching the word, but Sound doctrine, not teaching heresy, guys. <laughs> not teaching heresy, but sound doctrine. Correcting a fellow in love, not just, you know, correcting a fellow believer, a fellow brother in love. These are some of the good works a minister is expected to do. That one we can find it in Galatians 6:1. Rebuke where you're needed. For example, if there is sin, yeah. If it is needed to rebuke, rebuke, but in a spirit of gentleness. You will ask and help me put up Galatians 6:1 as I come to them. So, verse 16 of 2 Timothy chapter 3 is telling us all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Is profitable for reproof or rebuke. For correction, for instruction in righteousness. Remember, the second most responsibility of a minister is teaching. A newly believer in the church has not yet known that this scripture is inspired by God. Maybe he's still doubting some of the scriptures. But you, as a minister, you are sure that every word in the Bible, every Scripture is inspired by God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Doctrine is the same as teaching, for teaching. We are teaching the scripture, we are not teaching any other thing. For reproof or for rebuke, for correction, 
the minister is meant to correct. And now it will be embarrassing <laughs> if what you are correcting then you are leading in that error. That's why there is a standard we are expected to live at as ministers. But that one doesn't stop us from being corrected also. Because we are human beings, we stand at us to be corrected. But one of the roles of a minister is to correct. Correct using the scripture. One of the other roles of a minister is to instruct in righteousness. Still you instruct in righteousness using the word of God, using the scripture. If you do that, the person whom you are teaching, the person whom you are correcting, the person whom you are rebuking, at the end of the day, he will be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Discipling, which was told to us in Matthew 28, because we are all ministers, I hope Pastor had mentioned it, that we are all ministers, Disciple making, you are meant to raise someone to ensure that individual is complete. Complete, lacking nothing. And if you do this as a minister, you are teaching, you are correcting, you are rebuking, you are instructing in righteousness. The person whom you are doing all that to, he will be or she will be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. In other words, you will have raised someone who is sufficient enough to raise another one. And that's what we are called for. That is discipleship multiplication. If you have raised Joel, has Joel been able to raise another one? Yes. The one he has risen, is he able or is she able to raise another one? Yes. That's the greatest joy that the Lord has when as ministers of God, we are doing it that way. But now, Nowadays, it is different, brethren. A pastor feels like he needs to do everything. Because if he raises Joel, you know, Joel may be respected more than him, and <laughs> he takes up my bit. So some people have fears. They are ministering, but they, want, they are selfish, if I can say. Ah, I don't want to raise Joel. If I raise him... These church members may respect him, yet I'm the person who reasoned him. Please, that is what Christ expects of us. If you are good at worshipping, there is someone zealous, desires to worship the Lord. How have you helped that individual to raise him or her in that area? If you are good at ushering, there is someone zealous to do ushering. How have you reasoned that individual to be perfect in ushering? All that is ministry. So the whole point of a minister, and I will be hitting on it, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end, it is to raise a complete individual whom you are ministering to. If you were pastor, pastoring to a given church, your goal at the end of the day is to raise Christians who are complete in Christ who are thoroughly equipped, whereby even if you are not in the place, you are sure there is someone to stand in the gap. I rose, I rose someone. My members are trained in the word of God. So that is the ultimate goal of every minister. 
but they all rotate on teaching. Teaching. When you teach, you correct. When you correct, you rebuke. When you rebuke, you instruct in righteousness. And Galatians 6 one says, Bear and share the burdens, brethren. If a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. If you have a Bible and it is yours, please underline, underline that. In a spirit of gentleness, with the heart of kind. Don't go and say, don't you know that born again are not supposed to fornicate? Why are you fornicating? Hey, my brother, please, in a spirit of gentleness, <laughs> in a spirit of gentleness, with love, and it is continuing to say, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You might be this time laughing at this. How? How can you be overtaken by that simple thing? When will you grow? When will you grow? My brother, they are not, <laughs> they are not correcting because the same error might overtake you. And this individual may be the one to come again and raise you. So, Paul is asking us, is like people, do it in a spirit of gentle, with a gentle spirit. With a gentle spirit. And bear one another's burdens. So, another role of the minister is to know the burdens of the people you are ministering to. Know what is the burden of Joel. What is the struggle that Joel is struggling with? You know? God, Jesus Christ said in John, I'm the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays his life for the sheep. He went on and said, the shepherd knows his sheep and his sheep knows him. A minister, more especially a pastor, you were shepherd. And if you were shepherd, you were called to know the lives of your sheep. And nowadays things are different. Some pastors may spend a month without knowing what is taking place in the life of his sheep. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone takes like three weeks not coming in church and the pastor is not bothered to know why is this sheep not coming in the church? Why is this believer not fellowshipping today, these days? But that is the call to us ministers. Know the burden of someone. The burdens are not necessarily lack they're not necessarily sickness. Even that struggle which he, he or she is struggling with, even that addiction which he or she is struggling with, it's important for you to know it. You stand with him or her in prayer. You stand with him or her in counseling because Pastor mentioned it that we have different ministries that we do. Some are called to be counselors and you are gifted in counseling. So you are called to know the burden of your subjects, of the people you are ministering, of the people you are serving and after knowing them, bear them stand with them, don't just you know ah, that one, he's born again he has spent years in the church but he's still struggling with this thing, he's still struggling with anger he's still struggling, ah, may I left that one, please <laughs> we are called to bear we are called to stand with them. We are called to pray with them. We are called to encourage them. We are called to sharpen them 
as the Bible says in Proverbs, that an iron sharpens an iron. So as a minister, you are called to know the burdens of the people that you are leading. And after knowing them, please bear with them. Bear them. And if anyone seeks to himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deserves himself. All right. So that is another responsibility of a minister that you are called to know the burdens of the people you are leading and encourage them. As I come to the end, this is a reminder to every minister. If you are a minister and you are listening to this podcast or you will listen to it because pastor do upload them, even if you miss them, you can still be able to listen to them. Ministry is just a stewardship from God. Musumba, help me upload for us Colossians 1.25. Put it forward. Colossians 1.25. Ministry is just a stewardship from God. If this clinks in your mind and you always remind yourself that the ministry carry is just a stewardship from God. Hear what Paul said. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. So, brethren, ministry is just stewardship. Stewardship it's like it is given to you for a moment, for a specific time. It's like life. You are just a steward of this life. That's why you need to use every single minute profitably. Because if you are to learn, learn from our pastor here, John Bosco, the guy is using every minute profitably. He's feeding us with devotionals, broadcast, now he's starting sales, you know. To make sure that every single day in his life is being used profitably for the glory of God. Because he's a steward. Anytime he will live this life here and he will be needed to give accountability of how he used the time he spent on earth. That is the very thing with ministry. It is just a stewardship. And if you know that I'm just a stewardship, my friend, you will not boast. You will not fight for positions. You will not <laughs> struggle to for honor and respect. What you will do, you will use this platform which God has given you to do what he wants you to do. Because ministry is just a stewardship. It is just a stewardship. And the end point of every minister is to present his or her subjects complete in Christ. That is verse 28 of the same chapter of First Corinthians. Of First Corinthians chapter 1, sorry, Colossians 1, 28. That is the last verse, Musumba, you can put it forward as we see through it. So, Please, please, let, it remi- let us remind ourselves that all the ministry that God has given us is just a stewardship. We are stewards to that ministry. Verse 28 says, Him we preach, 
warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. You won. When you started with the preaching, that was our first responsibility of a minister. After preaching, you start warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, wisdom from above, wisdom from God's word. And after doing all that stuff, then you will be able to present every man perfect in Christ. Other versions say complete in Christ. So this verse is somehow summarizing the responsibilities of a minister, the ones which I had come with as for tonight. They may be very many, but the few ones which I have come up with, preaching, teaching, warning, in wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Brethren, all ministers listening in this night, it's a call to us to present the people we are ministering to complete in Christ. It is my greatest joy to see someone grow in my hands, to see someone complete in Christ through my efforts that I have put in as Christ uses me. As I summarize and I conclude, we are called to preach. Every minister, it is your responsibility. Don't say, I'm in worship team. That one is for the evangelists. Please, you are responsible to share the gospel as a minister. And after sharing the gospel, if you're not able to teach, at least someone will stand in and help in teaching. But that one, I believe every minister has to. Then in teaching, even there is why you are able to teach. You may not be able to teach standing on the pulpit, but you may teach in the department of the ushering. You may be able to teach someone. And after teaching, ministers, especially pastors, you oversee an error in someone. And once you see it, you correct it. You oversee sin. You rebuke sin. Don't overlook sin. Don't say, hey, we have love for this brother. I won't talk about it. Don't overlook sin. Rebuke the believing with a gentle spirit and sit him or her under God's word. Encourage him or her to walk in a proper way. Because the whole point is presenting this believer complete in Christ. And another last one is to carry the burdens for our fellow brothers and sisters whom we are leading, whom we are pastoring, whom we are serving. It's a great call to every minister to know the burdens of the people you are ministering. If you're a worship team leader, do you know every worship team member at least by their home, or if you don't know everyone's member in every member in their home, do you know what they go through? Do you take time to ask them how has been your week or how has been these past days before meeting the, the following day? So it's a call to us as ministers because we see Timothy Paul is a man who was caring, he knew the life of Timothy, he knew the life of Titus, he walked Christ the same thing. He knew all his disciples. He walked with them. And that's what we are called for as ministers. The end point 
The end target is to present a minister who is perfect, who is complete in Christ. Brethren, I'm so much humbled. God bless you so much. Enjoy your night. Thanks very much, Pastor, for the opportunity. I'm humbled. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Joel, for this evening. And uh, indeed, we are so much blessed. As I'm putting the last nail <laughs> of today's study, <laughs> of today's study, yeah, I told you people, let us use this opportunity and we learn. That's why this lady of God has given it for a purpose. Colossians chapter 3. I remind every minister here, if you're a minister in the heart of worship, International Ministry Africa, this is the scripture that God gave us. And I think God had the purpose and the reason as to why he told us to study about who is a God, who is his minister. When I was starting heart of worship, this is the scripture that God gave me that he wants this ministry to stand on as a foundation. Because every ministry, they have a standing scripture for them. For the heart of Washington International Ministry, Africa, God gave us Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 to 17. And most of you people, um, we used to talk about it, and most people could not give it attention, maybe. And some people could not go deep to understand what really it means. But it summarizes whatever Pastor Joel has been talking about. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. The first responsibility, teaching. The second one, admonishing one another. We go on, not just ending there, but in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And in 17, he gave us a caution. He beseeched us. The Lord exhorted and encouraged us to do this. That and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever that you are doing, it is through Christ Jesus unto the Father. Ladies and gentlemen, everything comes for a purpose. So when Pastor Joel was, uh, was teaching, uh, that scripture came back. And I've, I had... The Holy Spirit reminding me that you remember that that's the same scripture I gave you for this ministry. There is a purpose. Let's learn. I think we have gotten a collection in so many areas of our lives. Those who have not been active as ministers, so now you're going to start being active. <laughs> Are you a minister? <laughs> yes, Merab. Um, <clears throat> unmute your microphone. <laughs> give us closing remarks, and then you give us a prayer. And then we shall close our podcast tonight. Yes, Mirab, you're most welcome. If I can just see you there. Yes, Mirab. Thank you. Mm. Thank you also, our previous speaker. I think the word has just cut you pieces. Okay, thank you, the Mr. Joel. Thank you for that. Hope we have listened very well. We should do our part. 
as ministers and carry other people's burdens burdens asija bidamu jebayogedde mubiulide bulungi so let us pray let us humble ourselves for prayer Mighty Father, King of Kings, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for the gift of life, God. Thank you so much for gathering us here at this podcast, God. And we thank you for that chat with other ministers and those who have brought in their views, their thoughts from scriptures in the Bible. And I thank you, God, for whoever who has discussed God. I pray that you bless them in Jesus' name. You give them more words, more encouraging words, more words to share with people so that we can become good ministers. And we pray to God that we become good ministers. who are going to minister according to your word according to your will and we don't and we don't put others down we should do things that are bringing people closer to us so that we can all enjoy the kingdom of god god i pray tonight you you protect us through the night you call upon your your angels to come and dwell amid us to come and protect us and we call upon your angels who have swords to come and surround our homes, our places of residence, God. We cancel all plans of the devil, rebuke all the plans of the devil who want to destroy us throughout the night. Bad spirits, God, we call upon good dreams, good visions, God, come and talk to us, come and, and give us good visions about about everything that we have shared and help us to put it in control so that we can become the best ministers to enjoy the kingdom of God. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That is so wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank God for today and let's meet on Wednesday in Uganda service. Guys, don't miss Uganda service. Also tomorrow, tomorrow Bible study. Mirab is teaching and uh, same time she's going to be teaching. She comes with different uh, topics and she teaches. So we give her time to teach. So let's meet tomorrow, Wednesday, Friday. We skip on the Thursday, so we go for Friday, and then we meet here on Sunday for testimonies and making an evaluation throughout the week. As you are greeting, you can greet your neighbor by sending a text message, mentioning someone's name, or you can just text anything, and the message, everyone will be seeing it. Please like the show and always share the show. May God bless you so much. May you enjoy this song. Through you, I can do anything. Oh, I can do all things. Cause it's you.